Welcome to the Her Sweet Spot Experience, dishing out tips and tricks on mindset, money, marketing, and media for your life and business, and where we talk to women about how they found their sweet spot. We're live. Hello, Facebook. Come on in. Come on in. We are live in the room. It's a Friday evening. Cocktails and conversations. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good afternoon. Happy Friday. It's a girl, Marsha Garrier, founder of Her Sweet Spot. Powered by Women on the Rise and Mine. And I'm here with our special guest. I don't own the rights to this music, but we dampen it as we come on in. We're welcoming you again. It's a Friday night party with DJ Josh in the background. If you were here last week, you know we were jamming with DJ Josh in the background. Go DJ, go DJ, go DJ. Go DJ, go DJ. Go DJ. Go DJ. All right, now come on into the room. Share this broadcast with your friends this Friday night. It's a Haitian thing. Yeah, the land that wants to eat the room. Share this out with your friends, guys. I'm going to do a little household and I'm going to share this out to a couple of groups, to a couple of people, because we want to give you some valuable information. We're here to have fun, we're here to have a good time, but we're giving you value today. Come on into the room. everyone. Thank you for joining us on the broadcast today. As I said, I am Marcia Guerriere, founder of Her Sweet Spot, uh, powered by Women on the Rise NY, your business coach. And I am here with a special guest today, Yadalyn Cherubin. Sherry, Sherry Ben. Sherry Ben. You know I shouldn't say it properly. You know, we had the Haitian music and all. You got to say it right. I'm correct. Sherry Ben. Ada. 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 How many years? Hey, Lisa, Lisa is in the room. Hello, good night. Happy Friday. I hope you have your cocktail for this cocktails and conversation again, Friday night edition. Yep. And Josh, Josh says he has his cocktail, Gatorade. Okay. Because he's working hard back there. Thank you, DJ uh, Josh. We're going to get into some good stuff today. Yadalyn, please share with the people a little bit about yourself. Cool, watching the broadcast. Okay, cool, awesome. Thank you for having me. Super excited. And you know, Marsh, I miss you. So having a drink, it's been a minute. So toast to us. <laughs> you got a drink. You can't toast and not drink. Alrighty. So my name is Yadlin Cherubin Ada, licensed realtor with Keller Williams Realty, owner of the Legacy Team. Um, and legacy group properties. I've been licensed for 16 years. 
which is amazing because I didn't know how long I was licensed. I recently found this information out while working on my broker's license. <laughs> We've been saying 15 years now for a couple of years, maybe. So yeah, yeah that's about yeah. right. Lisa says yeah. she's on the clock, so she has to have water. No drink for her. Okay. Uh, Natalie says, hey, Marsha Yadalyn. Hi, Natalie. Thank you for Hi, tuning in to the podcast because you know our girl Yadalyn is going to share some, just some tips maybe or information about the state of real estate today mm -hmm. uh, during this whole pandemic and this unprecedented time that we are living today. So share the broadcast to your friends, your groups. And Yadalyn, you've been a real estate agent licensed for um, now 16 years, we know. Mm -hmm. And you have recently been licensed in commercial? Yes, yes. yes. Very so not licensed, but I have a certification I have a certification recently for, for commercial real estate and investment. So basically now I'm able to really evaluate a large portfolio, a large investment property. We're talking like commercial space, big office buildings, in addition to like multifamilies, not just two, yeah. one to four, but 16, 20, 30 unit buildings. Yeah. Um, so, so that's, that's uh, excited about that's that. Like and you are also now um, heading towards getting your broker license. I am close. Before we go back to work, before I'm allowed to be able to go out, I will have completed all of my requirements for my broker's license. And I'll just be waiting for paperwork to say that you are a broker now. Big thing, so big thing. 2020 was the year, right? <laughs> we had big visions, big goals. Yes, yes. I'm happy to know that you haven't allowed this state we're living in to stop you from accomplishing your goal of becoming a licensed broker with the uncertainty of where we're going in the real estate industry i'm happy to see that you are pursuing your goals and your passion to become a broker now well, I what, what i can say about that is that this was like the opportunity because my schedule prior to this was super busy so i really didn't have the time to do what was necessary yeah so once all of this happened you know, I, I just, I didn't change my goals. I said, okay, now what am I, what can I do? How can I take advantage of the time that I now have? So doing my continuing and, and all the stuff that I need to do to get my license, that was like number one priority. So, and that's, yeah. a, that's a good tip. So that is a tip that we can share with people that now is a perfect time because you are sort of locked in and sheltered in as we call it here in New York. Um, now was the perfect time, especially for you, you, you are you do have I hear the little one in the background. Yeah, hold on one second. Let me let me tell him. <laughs> hey Luke, Lucas, Lucas, sweetie, come here. Come here for a second. I need, to, I need to introduce you to my why, one of my whys. Yes, let's see. So this is Luke. I'm I on a call. So I'm gonna need you to stop the humming and the music. Okay. Okay, do you want to take your computer upstairs? Okay, so I'm gonna need some quiet. Thank you so much. It was nice background. Um, I wasn't sure if you could hear it. And I was like, just wanting to tell them to stop. But I was like, okay, <laughs> she's not saying anything. <laughs> you know what? I have embraced so much because having my own personal assistant here and DJ in the house on my Friday night jams, it, it so much has changed. I have forever done lives here at home. I record my podcast here at home. I do most of my coaching here. and But he's never usually here, mm -hmm. right? And so now he's here in the midst of everything. And at first I was so scared as a yeah, mom. Embrace it. 
I, I was so afraid that people would say, oh my God, it's unprofessional because her kid is out there and blah, 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 blah. And, and that's because that's how I thought beforehand. And now- and that's, a, that's your negative mindset automatically yep. just kicking in. Yeah, and I'm the mindset, mindset, money, marketing, media queen. But when it comes to my own advice of myself, sometimes it's a little, it's different. You think, well, I'm talking about my personal life, not my business. So mm -hmm. I, I can, I can. You see now, now, now I have to open up a bottle. All right, so I'll take a sip while you're opening up the bottle. <laughs> I'll take a sip too. So now I find myself embracing it, adding him on to whatever it is we're, we're and, and I turn around and I find out they're watching. So he's recording his own videos on the side. Mm -hmm. And then I find later on on the iPad, a video of him describing something to people as if he is a coach. So, you know, and that, that's a blessing. That's a blessing because one for me, when I said he, this is one of my whys. Yeah. Um, it's important for them, our kids to know what we do. Yeah, it's important for them to know part of the process. So my kids know a lot about real estate more yeah. than the average kid, because I always it's always been important for me to have them involved. And now they're really involved because now they're seeing how mom is shifting their business right. due to the pandemic. So right. it's a blessing. Take it. And you know what? It is what it is. And we have to make the best with our situation that we're in. Like, you know, Absolutely. there's nothing else that we can do. But they're seeing me now on my Zoom calls and they're on their own Zoom calls for school. Oh, my God. Josh so, is you know, he, he has seen Zoom before because of my work. And so he it's so embarrassing because he gets on his class calls and he's telling people, yeah, you're still on mute. Go and push the button to get off of mute. And he's like, and he's like your screen froze. Like, oh my God, what are they thinking I'm teaching this kid? You know, other than his ABCs. But um, yeah, Alan, I want to get into the, the industry of real estate. Yes. It is... You know, as we, most people watching and most people listening, they're working from home now, right? Companies have diverted and I'm glad to share and use your experience as a um, corporate uh, or commercial realtor to have this, this discussion because many companies now, it's been what, two months since we've been working from home and they've been practicing this whole distancing mm -hmm. environment. And many companies now are coming out and saying, hey, we are, we are rethinking this uh, need to spend so much in real estate. Uh, years ago, we started the transition and converting into open space platforms, um, you know, open sharing desk type. And now everything is going back to the good old 80s and 90s where, where I grew up. I won't say we, so I don't call you out. <laughs> what do you think about, what, what's your opinion in general about the state of commercial real estate, especially in our town of Manhattan? So I've been on a lot of mastermind calls. I'm One of the things that I didn't mention in the beginning is I'm also part of the agent leadership council for my uh, company. Keller Williams is a giant company. We're all over. So what that means is that I am part of the leadership for my office. There's four of us, mm -hmm. I think five, five leaders in the, in the company. And so we're part of a bunch of mastermind calls where we're talking to people from different regions. We're talking to people about the current situation of real estate and what we need to do. And commercial real estate is one of the things that we've discussed. Now, people are truly rethinking whether or not they need as much space. Right. So it's not like people don't need the space, but they may not need 
all of that square footage that they originally thought because there's so much happening with us still being able to conduct business from home. Right. So that's amazing. So there is talk that the commercial real estate will take some kind of a hit. Right. Bigger than the residential part of the real, of real estate. Right. And that's so, from the investor's standpoint, right? It's not from, uh, so, you know, and I'll share with everyone now, I think I've started talking about it here and there, but my goal for 2020 for her sweet spot is to open up our first um, agency, right? And to open up our first brick and mortar shop, which you were on my team to help me work on looking for locations and really under um, grab uh, putting together my uh, business plan for it uh, prior to this year to understand how much space we need. Now, from my standpoint as a potential renter, what what is there's a difference between me as the renter, right, and then the uh, investors and real estate owners of these huge buildings and uh, million dollar spaces that they're renting out. There's a huge yeah. difference, right? There is a big difference. So in my mind, what's going to happen is that these investors, these owners of giant spaces will have to really think about how to repurpose the space because mm -hmm. employers are not going to need so much. So what can we do? What can we do with the additional space that we have? How can we convert it so that we're still making money? So you have to be creative the same way that we are creative in this situation. Yeah. Like you said we've been home for two months. So they have to figure out a way to kind of repurpose the additional space that's not going to be rented in the future. Right. I, even I, in the work that we um, ha are doing or have done, my goal initially was to have the agency opened, but incorporate a co-working space, right? And have it opened up to dozens of people coming into working in her sweet spot um, co-working facility. And now we've scaled, I've scaled back into my vision to now make it more of, um, a simple learning lab and, and less of something that, you know, people would be occupying constantly. Right. So with that, what is your opinion? Should people that were thinking of, of renting and going into a brick and mortar, should should we still consider it? I think you should, because, you know, like, even though I'm still able to kind of meet with my clients and do what I'm doing via Zoom and some of these platforms, it's still really nice to have a space where you can meet people face to face and you can, you know, conduct your business. So I think it's still necessary, but maybe instead of having a full time office to have a, a shared space that might be a thing. So your idea and what your plan is, is still probably going to be relevant because people are going to say, I don't need to spend so-and-so, you know, this amount of dollars having right. this one space, but I can go to this co-working space and have somewhere when I do have to meet a client face-to-face. -face. Right. And if I don't, then I don't need to be there. Right. And the cost and will be significantly less than having, you know, in, in an A-class building or, a, you know, a big, large space. So... Right. My, my, my space will be a class. First okay. Of all. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but it's going to be shared. Drink be shared though. <laughs> my space is still going to be a class. <laughs> right now, let's move over and pivot over and talk a little bit about um, individual homes. Hey, Marjorie, thanks for tuning in. Guys, if you have any questions for our licensed realtor about any real estate questions, is it the right time? Is it not the right time? If you want to talk about your situation, uh, please speak uh, and put your questions in 
and ask us and the licensed 16-year veteran that we have on the line now. So pivoting soon to be broker. Soon to be broker. Boop, boop. So let's pivot over to the individual, the the investor that so many people got into real estate as an investment option, but we're buying the smaller type properties. And we're thinking even this year, a lot of people's goals were to buy their first investment property. What is the state of selling versus buying uh, just on the individual level? So I will say right now, like initially when, when we were told as realtors that we were not allowed to show, um, I was still busy because I had a lot of clients that I was working with and we were trying to figure out how to navigate this. Right. Now, I will tell you this, that I am not wearing this shirt just for you. <laughs> I have been on calls for consultations with buyers and sellers because there are people that still need to move. And so it is not as busy as it was uh, before coronavirus, but there's still a lot of movement. Right. Now what's happening, there's a lot of things happening right now. There's a lot of people that are filing for unemployment. So that's going to eliminate some buyers out there which is great. It's great for people who are making offers on properties that were getting outbid mm -hmm. on properties. Okay. The other oh, thing. Person. So people, cause people are pulling out people with, are you saying values are dropping? Hey, boo. <laughs> Bye, boo. He's going to work. <laughs> um, thank you to your husband. Let, let's just a pause on that. He is leaving home to go to his job as a first responder, firefighter, uh, first responder responding to calls out here. Where is he in Queens, New York? Or? Yeah, in New York City. He's in New York City. So thank you to your husband and to you for holding it down. Don't. Right, we got to do what we got to do. Right? <laughs> but to your question, prices are not really plummeting. So I have some buyers and people think that because of what's happening in the market that they can get giant discounts okay no. so i was wrong because i was about to there, get you can get slight you can get slight discounts <laughs> so i will give you an example i have a a, a buyer some clients that i was working with pre-corona and um we made offers on properties where they were outbid right. on those properties so now corona happens we're not allowed to show properties um we're home in quarantine and I get a call from the agent, one of one of the properties we made an offer on saying, hey, listen, the buyer who we accepted the offer lost their job. They can't. Is your Are your clients still interested? Now, I'm like, yeah, I reached out to my clients. They are still interested. They try to get us up because apparently the people that made the offer before was higher. I don't know how much higher, but they say it was higher. So for me, as a buyer's agent, Right. I negotiated. I said, no, my buyers can't go up. However, my buyers have great jobs. This is what they do. This is how much they're putting down. These are really solid buyers and they're able to close as soon as possible. Right. So because of that, my buyers were able to get this house that initially they were not going to be getting. So yes, they got some, a slight discount. Let's say if it was $10,000, that's great. But in the, the grand scheme of things, when you look at a mortgage, $10,000 in a mortgage payment is really not a lot of money. But right. it's still, they felt good about it. They got the house that they wanted. So, so that's the kind of stuff that's happening right now. Lisa says she knows uh, the property home values 
um, are declining in, in her area. And she asked some people, or she said, some people are able to buy. So a buyer can benefit now. So is it a, now a buyer's market? What, which area is Lisa in? Does she mind sharing? She's in Queens. That's my girl, Lisa, the Avon queen. And she sells and makes the most nice, nicest, uh, accessory clothing t-shirt she's she's a graphics design branding expert lisa she's in queens okay so lisa's in queens lisa the prices in queens are not going down that much you're going to get a slight discount now what's happening now you're getting a slight discount but remember you east elmhurst she's in east elmhurst you've seen in the news that the banks changed their lending requirements no, so, no. Tell me, tell me about that. I didn't, I didn't okay. see. Yeah. So recently, the banks changed their lending requirements, requiring people to have higher credit scores mm. and to put more money down. Mm. So what does that do for those buyers that had the six twenty credit scores? You can get, a, you know, before Corona, you could get a property with five hundred and eighty credit score. Now you can't. No. No. And also, they want you to put more money down. So those buyers, so it's not a buyer's market right now because now there's not as many buyers out here. That qualify for the that loan. That qualifies. Yeah, there's not a lot of buyers out here because banks are changing their requirements. So now what about the um, things such as FHA? Those type of government supplemented loans, are they, Lisa says, say what? Sorry, Lisa. <laughs> and I, I added the extra flair to it. <laughs> but what what um are the programs at risk because the government is so heavily involved and all our furloughs are coming in and whatever else um, assistance they're putting out for small business. Now, do you foresee that it's going to impact um, loans through the government? So I don't think it's going to impact. The government will still be issuing loans. However, they'll just be stricter about, because you know, you have to understand if you're loaning out your money, you want to have an assurance that you're going to get that money back. So hold on one second. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> my, my office is adjacent to a bathroom. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, um, so yeah, so if you're loaning out money, you're going to want to make sure that you can get that money back. So what's going to happen is that the government is going to require that, you know, they're going to change the requirements, like, you know, make sure that the credit scores are good. They're going to re-verify your employment because a lot of people are losing jobs. You're getting the fur furloughs and things like that. So they want to make sure that things are in good standing. Some of the things that may change are some of the first-time home buyer uh, grants. Mm -hmm. Those things are usually set yearly and there's like a certain amount of money that's fun that they give you for funding. So those fundings may be done where they're not going to replenish it until maybe things are over, things like that. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of programs like NACA and things like that, they're still around and they, and they will continue to be around. However, it's just going to be a little harder okay. to get them for now. But I, I think that soon, you know, things will, things will pick up again. And I'm, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. So, because you're saying it's not a buyer's market. Don't mute. We can hear the dog. Come on, let the dog speak. You want to hear Freya? Freya, can you can you give me a chance, Freya? Okay. <laughs> Freya, uh, so so it's not a buyer's market yet. 
Now, let's say if the governor says that, you know what, realtors are still not allowed to show until like the end of summer. You think then so? Something... No, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that I'm going to be out showing in the next few weeks. Now, that hasn't stopped you from virtually showing. So share no. with people how you've been maneuvering this industry because business is, d- deals are still being made. Business is still happening. Yes. So we're virtually showing properties. Um, and what that means is that I can either go to a property and do a recording and a walkthrough. I actually just ordered one of those stabilizers because I'm kind of shaky with my camera, but I ordered a stabilizer. So when I'm walking through, I've done zoom videos where they're actually on the call with, you know, the the whole family, the other agent, whoever, everybody Mm -hmm. who's interested in this property. And I'm doing a walkthrough of the property. And while I'm doing this walkthrough, they're asking me questions that I can answer. Okay. And so that's in lieu of them being able to come in themselves, I'm walking through. So I'm starting from the beginning and I'm hitting every area of the house. Hey, Glamour Rocks. That is Roxy. And Roxy is a licensed realtor in New Jersey. So thank you. What's up, Roxy? We need to connect. I need to connect. Two ladies. And um, Roxy just shows the most gorgeous homes in New Jersey. Ooh, when you look at her. Roxy, follow me on Instagram so we can follow each other. At Yadlin. Y-A-D-L-Y-N-D. The Definitely. Your page, Roxy, is so uh, beautiful. You you share before and after pictures that I swoon over. And the homes that you're selling are always top-notch. So thank you for joining. If you have any comments or questions, anything you want to add to the conversation, please uh, let me know. Um, I'll let you know when. I'll let you know when we're going to bring the music back. My DJ wants to know when we're bringing the music back. Towards the end, Josh. So um, where was I? What was I asking, talking about? Where we were? Where were we? So we talked about it not being a buyer's market. We talked about the changes in the requirements from the banks. And um, what else? Um, so we talked about commercial real estate. Uh, entering the market space now. Oh, I'm sorry. We're talking about the virtual showings. Oh, yes. Another thing that I would like to add is that I'm virtually meeting with potential sellers. So imagine me being on this call with the Zoom Mm -hmm. with someone who's thinking about selling their house. And remember, like, we're not going back to school. I don't know if you guys heard that, but school is done. Girl, here we go. Grab is done, so we're not going back to school this year for New York State. Okay. I look forward to my Friday night cocktails live <laughs> shows because oh lord, we're not going back to school. No school. So there are people who wanted to usually the summer market, the spring and summer market is like the busiest. Right. So there are people who have their plans that they may even be moving out of state. They want to move to a school, different school district. Right. So you have to time it. You want to time it so that you're not inconveniencing your kids. You can be registered in September. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I've been virtually meeting with sellers. So imagine me being on a Zoom call with the seller and the seller is walking through their home. Right. Okay. So I can, I don't have to go to their home now. They're walking through. I can get to see it. I've already done my market analysis via MLS and all the other platforms that I use. So I already have a kind of an idea of what's happening in the area, but now it's time for me to see the actual house right. and give them ideas of what we need to do when we put it on a market. So did that, 
that's a great segue to Lisa's question. And she said, I didn't know if it applies to this call. Everything applies to this call, whether it's real estate, whether it's business coaching, whether it's mommyhood. So we're here for you. Yes. Um, we don't know. We'll, we'll pass it on to someone else. But she says, is it recommended to do home upgrades before selling? So it depends. You definitely have to speak to your realtor. Hopefully it's me. And I basically tell you if it's worth it to do certain things. I'll let you know, okay, you know what, based on this market, you should probably do this, this, but you don't need to do the whole kitchen. And I'll give you, your a good realtor will give you recommendations on what's necessary to put your house in a market. Right. The number one thing every realtor should tell you is to declutter. I know that. Yes. Part, That's number one. Number one. That's number, right? Yeah. Declutter. I could talk design all day long, right? <laughs> so declutter, declutter, but in terms of home repair, um, broken things, yes, yes. fix, but not upgrading bathrooms or kitchen. So people want to do it themselves, right? Yeah, so it, it depends on the house and it depends on what your return is going to be. So like if I'm, walk, if I'm walking through a house and there are missing door handles or chipping paint, things like that, I would say, you know what? It's not going to be cost a lot of money. You can do it. Get those things done. Now, let's say this is a house depending on the area that it's in if it's worth it to do the kitchen where you're going to get top dollar i will tell you so it's really based on the actual property and the area oh my god lisa yeah. says yeah she knows she knows someone who sold their home they bought a new roof before they upgraded the home and it turned around and the the buyers tore everything down and that's a good example lisa to um yadalyn's point a good realtor would know because in my in my opinion, I know certain neighborhoods where yes. people are coming in to do teardowns. Yes. And who the clientele is coming into those neighborhoods. There are certain buildings. My friend sold a building in um, Brooklyn and it, it was like cracks in the floor mm -hmm. type of, you know, everything needed to be done. Heating system, everything. But guess what? She still got one point something million for it. Um, and luckily for them, it was a legacy home. So they didn't lose, but she still mm -hmm. got over a million dollars. And guess what? That neighborhood we knew was a teardown neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. So you really need to consult with your realtor because they'll let you know what's happening in the area and then they'll give you advice for your home. And if it's not worth it, why spend the money if you're not going to get it back? And usually when you spend money, you're supposed to get more money back from it. So like, if it's not worth it, we'll definitely let you know. And uh, Miss Roxy says, up, upgrade if the room is dated, but make sure you can recoup that money. Comps, comps come into play at that point and what, you know, how upgraded the other areas are. But I also think, you know, because I, once upon a time in my other life, I was a realtor. I'm still trying to get you there, girl. I'm still trying to get you there. Legacy team needs you. <laughs> We want I, you. I used to be obsessed with real estate and doing um, design. And so I watched and read. Every, I got books upstairs. It's really ridiculous. But um, she's uh, Roxy also said uh, that's what's happening in Newark. I'm sure Newark is one of those areas where um, the, it's been happening for years, Roxy. When I was out there in New Jersey working with you guys where gentrification is real, like you said, and that has caused people to come in and make significant changes to um, what we we believe were uh, 
economically challenged neighborhoods. And we see that where Williamsburg, Brooklyn, the markets, and we know in those neighborhoods, it has been complete teardowns in the past few years, right? You're still on mute, Yad. I was switching my screens. Yes, um, certain areas, there are still teardowns. So like I said, it's really important for, some people think that they can do it themselves. And the problem with that is that if you don't really know the market and you really don't know the value of your home, you could lose out. So there are people who say, I don't need a realtor. I could do it myself. I watch AGTV, you know, I can Google it. I can do it. If you don't have someone that's strategic, that's great with marketing, that knows what they're talking about, that knows the market, you know, you and can lose a lot of money. Yes. And has your best interest. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some people just, you know, set it and forget it. And they, they don't really truly have your best interests in mind. Exactly. And so yeah. with that, and talking about the neighborhoods and the, the homes that are being teared down, are you seeing that they're being purchased, tore down by investors or people that are looking to build better homes in neighborhoods where they want to stay? Well, the teardowns are usually um, done by investors or like, you know, if you have a lot of money, you have those contacts because typically for you to do a teardown, you have to have a big team in place, architect, people at the department of buildings, you know, contractors. So typically teardowns are happening with investors that know the area that knows what's happening. And they say, you know what, if I pay this, if, you know, for this house or this lot, cause they look at it as a lot, I can right. build this. So right. in Brooklyn and Queens, they're building these condos, the, like these little tiny little lots. Yeah, they're building like six condos and selling each condo for like a ridiculous amount of money. So you have to know the market. And so a lot of the teardowns are being done by investors that have these big teams in place. Here's a good question that Lisa poses. And I'm going to put this out to you and Roxy, if you could chime in too in the in the comments. Lisa says, but how do you really know if the uh, realtor has your interest in mind? And I could tell you what I'm going to tell you one thing and then I'm going to let yeah, um, give a couple of suggestions and questions on interviewing realtors. But from out of the gate, you should use a realtor through a referral, right? To me, there's no better way to know if the how the person behaves, how their integrity, how they did pa past performance, than to know someone who could help you. Yadalyn? Yes, definitely. And when you say past performance, if you're an active realtor, you have reviews. So you can Google, if you Google my name, you'll see reviews. Just Google yeah, Yadlin. Google my name. You know? Google me, Yadlin. So, you know, getting a realtor and checking reviews and references. Like if you were, you know, like if you were looking to get an apartment, your landlord is gonna check references to make sure that you're a good tenant. Yeah. So the same thing for your realtor. You can check references. You can look at the reviews and see what kind of person they are. Typically the reviews will be consistent. It will say, she absolutely had my best interest. She was so responsive. She looked out for me. She negotiated a deal and she ended up, you know, we ended up buying a house for less than we were approved for, you know, things like that. And that's when you know that agent is not just looking at the top, that how much money they're making, but they're looking out for the interests of their clients. Right. So, yeah. And what are some of the things that people should ask a realtor? And hopefully you are interviewing your realtor, right? What Are, are there some questions that they could, is, um, Roxy says, is there a call-in? Yeah, there's a call-in. I'm gonna send you a link. Hold on, Roxy. 
Roxy, jump it on. I get to meet Roxy. Do I know Roxy? I think I do. No? Have I met her? Um, I don't well, know. I'm going to meet her now. <laughs> Roxy, yeah. you, you hold on tight. I'm going to invite you into the broadcast because we're going to have a roundtable discussion right now. I'm telling and you, I love these things. I've been doing it for seven weeks now. And you learn so much. And you bond and connect with people. So that's great. It's definitely my passion and joy to bring these types of uh, broadcasts and people together. All right, Roxy, check your inbox. Oh, she says we are on IG. Are we really on IG? How does how does that work? Are you on IG right now watching me, Roxy? Because that's some new stuff. Give me my phone, please. Give me my phone. I already know there is a possibility they tear down houses, Lisa says. So yeah, it especially in Queens, it's Ooh. definitely going to be on the rise where people are buying homes to tear them down, bring them up. Condos are so um, in mode, right, these days. Mm -hmm. that, um, I'm trying to figure out is Roxy saying we are on Instagram? Your speakers on. Let me see. Roxy, I'm getting a bunch of messages too. I don't know. Maybe I am on IG. Let me just see. Let's see. There's going to be some new stuff. Well, I, I, I don't see that I'm on IG, but. So your house, so do you recommend new business owners rent space? So we, we were talking earlier about my goal for this year for me to uh, rent space. And I really think it's really dependent upon the, um, the business type, right? Yadeline. I'm sorry. I'm still looking at IG. Um, yes, it depends on the business type. It depends on how often you're actually using that space. So let's say if you are in a type of business where you have conference rooms and you're you're meeting large groups of people, it's important for you to have some kind of a space. Now, again, it doesn't have to be a full-time space. If you did a shared space, that shared space will have a conference room that you can book. Yeah. So you have to kind of really think about your budget, think about your business and how much you actually need that space. I'm a realtor, so most of my business is out in the field. So I really don't need a, a, an office office space. A shared space would be ideal for someone like me because occasionally I will be meeting with clients face to face. Often, if someone is looking to sell their home, hey Roxy, <laughs> if someone's looking to sell their home, I'm in that person's home. Roxy, okay. this is the beauty of live. What's up, Roxy? Lisa, she has a corner house with a yard. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? We can hear you. We can absolutely hear you, Roxy. Welcome, welcome, Roxy. Hey, guys. Hi. Hi, baby. You are like the best here. That one. Oh, my God. Roxanne, okay. how are you, my friend? All right, friend? I just wanted to comment. Huh? I said, how are you, my friend? I wanted to comment on how do you know you have the, the right realtor. The process that I have in place, when I first meet someone, um, I bring them into the office. I show them the steps that I use. I show them the MLS. I show them how I'm searching for homes. 
I show them how I set up alerts. I also advise them to get trained, go on YouTube, go on all these different sites, learn the terminology. And I also let them know that they're not renting a place, they're purchasing something. So if they, if they find something, make sure it fits all their criteria. Okay, I also show them options. For example, I had one buyer, I need five bedrooms. I was like, no, you don't, no. He, so I he showed wants him five bedrooms. To... Yeah, he exactly. Wanted <laughs> Everybody have their dream, you know? But a realtor, a real realtor would show them, you know, how to make it work. Get a basement, add two bedrooms to that basement. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also tell them, if you're looking for a house, drive by at night, drive by in the daytime, knock on the neighbor's doors because they're going to be your neighbors. It's not a rental. After 12 months, you can't get up and leave. If you can't get along with your neighbors and the neighborhood is not what you think it is because the house is pretty, you're going to have an issue. So that's what I do. Like I said, there's so, a lot of realtors out there. They just for the dollars because as a realtor, we work as yeah. com on commission base. You know, so yeah. like said, that buyer came to me, they would say, I want a five bedroom house and I'm approved for a million dollars. Well, guess what? I'm finding you that million dollar house. <laughs> but a real realtor that has the care and concern of their buyer will sit down and go through the pros and the cons. Even though you're approved for a million dollars, that does not mean you need to sit in a million dollar house. Right. Yeah. Definitely what okay? Roxy is saying. Also basically take into now. consideration schools. Go ahead, Roxy, basically, yeah, no, what Roxy is saying is that a good realtor is going to have what they call a consultation. So, you know, you have your buyer's consultation, you have your seller's consultation, and you basically go through the process with them and advise them as how, you know, like going through the MLS and showing them how you search for properties and also showing them what the market is like. So if you say, I'm looking in Elmhurst and this is my budget, as realtors, like good realtors, we're going to go on MLS and show them, okay, this is what properties are going for in East Elmhurst. This is what the days on a market, how many days that property sat on a market. And it, you show them the stats and you show them the numbers. If you show people numbers, they understand and they see like, you're not just coming up with them. These right. are the numbers that are being reported. Right. So you have a consultation. And also, I don't know if you notice when I say our clients, these are people that have established relationships with us. You know, they're signed to us, we're signed to each other, we have a relationships, and these are our clients. Now we have a fiduciary responsibility to our clients to look out for their best interests. Right. Now you have agents that will, you can call them on Zillow and say, hey, I look like this property. They'll meet you at the property, but they never have a conversation. They just show you their property. Those realtors are working for the seller. So they're not gonna be looking out for your best interest. If you don't have a sit down conversation, if you're not signing documents to say that this person you know, I'm your buyer's agent, then if it, I'm not your buyer's agent, then that agent is a seller's agent. Now, as a buyer, you want a buyer's agent that's going to look out for your interest. What do you do when your realtor turns out to be your buyer and your seller? Agent? So, so basically that happens. That happens. So sometimes when I have listings, I, I'm, I'm heavy on listings. So occasionally when I have a listing and so I'm representing the, the seller, the seller hired me to sell their house. And yeah. I'll have a buyer that comes in and say, hey, I'm interested, but I don't have an agent. So basically, I try my best. For, first of all, I explain to them what it means if they don't have an agent. So I really kind of give them the option to, if they decided to get an agent, they could. But I explain to them how it works. 
And I basically work and try to get a meeting of the minds between the two parties. Sometimes I have conference calls with the sellers and the buyers so they can kind of discuss their concerns. And I try to make it as neutral as possible. But I let them know, hey, this is the bottom line. I'm a, I always remain a seller's agent, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Lisa has another comment. She says she got it. She said, but sometimes folks don't think you're legit if you don't have an actual space as an entrepreneur. And again, I think, Lisa, it depends on what you're selling. Right now, for apparel, no one needs to have a brick and mortar store for apparel, uh, you know, when you're selling apparel. So I think it totally depends on what you're selling. And if a to, in my opinion, as the business coach, I say if a person questions you to that degree, they're not the right customer for you. So if you have a situation where they're um, thinking you're not legit because you don't have a brick and mortar, but you know, you have a dedicated workspace that you- But Marsha, that's where a shared workspace will work for someone. If right. that person- And that's if what she the whole thinks, yeah. spot is all about. If she thinks that that's going to help increase her business, a shared yeah. workspace will be ideal for her because you're not committing to a large monthly payment and you know that if you do need to meet a client in your in a space that you have a dedicated space, you know, but it's just shared and that's fine. That's yeah. why I don't, as a realtor, I really don't need an office because I'm mostly in the field, but I opt to have a space because occasionally I want to bring people in. Occasionally I have masterminds. Occasionally I have certain trainings and things like that. So for me, it's an option, but honestly, as a realtor, I don't really, cause I'm out. Yeah, you agree. You're you're out in the street. You're like you're you're showing homes all day. Yep. And also, I mean, even in the situation we're in right now, we're not even I mean, we're not allowed to go into the office unless we really have to. We're working from home. We have our fax machine at home, printer. Everything is set up at home. Everything is online. Everything is virtual. So we really don't need an office space, but I mean, it is there sometimes, you know, if you want to meet someone for the first time and you're unsure of a situation or of a person, we meet them in the office, you know, or of course, closing time, you meet them in the office. But other than that, we really don't need to have an office. Yeah. So it, it depends on your business and depends on what you want your image to be. Mm -hmm. You know, if though you have to kind of decide what you want your business to look like. Right. And that's why I think the, the, the commercial space and converting it and, and even my goal to open up my first um, agency and co-working space is still um, going to be something probably more so necessary, especially my goal was to um, uh, help cons uh, small businesses like yourself, Lisa, have a dedicated business address where you can actually go in and actually um, meet with clients if you had to so uh, yeah but you gotta uh, wait until after dinner and then you'll get that you right. look and it's you know we this is the real deal Roxy, this is the real deal right huh? sorry i have my grandson come in <laughs> sorry let's do that can i see that cutie patootie live hold on marquee i mean come here baby hurry 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 somebody wants to see you Say hi. Hi, hi cutie. How are you? Okay, bye-bye. Say bye-bye. <laughs> Look, Josh came and found out who's his hey, Josh. <laughs> All right, buddy, go back to the side. <laughs> okay. I didn't know the side. What's the question? 
opportunity for you to go into seek a, a co-working space. And even, you know, I'm not, I would love for you to be my, one of my first uh, founding members uh, when I do open up her sweet spot, but grab a bunch of friends, you know, grab a few people where you could uh, uh, get together and open up a storefront and try different things you could do to um, break up the space and or um, create a space for all like similar businesses to get together. And well, Marsha, Marsha, I, honestly, I think that big corporations will maybe end up taking, let's say, pay for people to have co-working space in lieu of having giant buildings and offices. And in outside, out the outskirts of the main city. Yeah, so that'll be part doing. of yeah. their business is to say, you know what, you know, we'll pay up to this amount for I you agree. to have your co-working space if you if it's necessary for your business. Right. That's what's yeah, it has, the numbers have to add up. Yeah. I agree. So Roxanne, you are a licensed, Yadlin is a licensed realtor in New York, mm -hmm. um, Brooklyn, Queens. Um, I, I, I'm Long not Island. sure. Long Island, definitely Long Island, Brooklyn, Queens, mm -hmm. Manhattan. I've seen her yes. sell property everywhere. Mm -hmm. I know you are a licensed realtor in New Jersey. New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Correct. Yeah. I work for Weikert Realtors, New Jersey and Pennsylvania. I've been licensed in New Jersey for 11 years and Pennsylvania for a couple of months now because of where I'm located, which is on Central. I'm on the borderline of um, yeah. Pennsylvania. It made sense to become licensed in, in PA. The most of my businesses. Huh? She went up and left us in the big city and went to the boom <laughs> and Roxanne and moved to the mountain. I've been out here now for 17 years. Stop it, Marsha. What? 17 <laughs> years? Each other from Warren County. I'm She's in making Warren it County. seem like you just left. She's like, you just <laughs> left last year. But let me tell you something. When I first moved out here and you said Warren County, oh my God, you're in the boonies. Trust me. Those New Yorkers are out here now. They're yeah. getting pushed out. They can't afford New York prices. They're getting pushed out. Like I said, gentrification is real. Newark, they're getting pushed out. They're coming all the way out here, Warren County, crossing over, going into Eastern Pennsylvania, Lehigh Valley, and it's driving the prices up also. But that's, they're that's coming out. A good question. And, and I'm gonna um, start with you and then I'll go to Yadalyn about it. In terms of how do you work with people who are in your who come to you because you're local and they know you, they trust you, but they want to transition out of your area. What do you do? Partner with people like you too? Well, that's, that's why, why, that's I why like, we connected. Get on this call. Get her on well, this call. We connected. Because, absolutely. Yeah, because I had, a, and you don't remember, but I have family in New York. I mean, I grew up in New York and I had a niece that's in Long Island. She was looking for a rental property and you gave me her information. And that's how we connected, but you don't remember me. That's okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But, I do remember. I remember. I'm getting up there in age, Roxanne. So please forgive me. Okay. Oh, you're not older you than I am. Listen, Trust me. My birthday is this month, <laughs> just so you know. So we're gonna do another call just if for my birthday. I can remember. You'll remember. <laughs> I'm much older than you are. Trust me on that one. <laughs> but you no, I connect. But I always tell people, connect with like-minded individuals, people who are in the same business. You feed off of them. You get a lot of feedback. You get a lot of information. The industry is changing on a daily basis. We know that. I mean, especially with this coronavirus, every day it's changing. And I have, like I said, I have you in Long Island. I have another gentleman I speak to that's in New, um, that's in New York. 
Oh, matter of fact, you did the uh, video with him, um, Dom Bailey. You did the um, TikTok video with him. Who? She's not here. Oh, yes, really? I did. Oh my goodness, yes. yes I did. Yeah, I, yep, I okay. with Don. Um, I have another friend that's in um, North Carolina. Matter of fact, she just became a broker. I have a girlfriend who is an underwriter for HUD. Okay. I have another person that's in Chicago. Mm -hmm. I connect with a lot of people throughout the country. I need to know what's going on, you know, because like I said, the industry is changing and I need to know about these grants and everything. I need to yeah. know. You, you cannot, you can't be, um, uh, what's the word I'm trying to find? You can't be in, in this silo, business. In your own little corner, in your own little you, silo. You can't. You, 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 you have to, in order for me to service the buyer and the seller, I need to know what I am talking about. Mm -hmm. And there are times I don't know everything. And I tell them, I don't know everything, but let me find out because I know there's a connection. You know, people are around that knows everything. There's someone that works with foreclosures only. There's someone that works with this only and that, you know. So you got to have your connection. You got to have your team. Yeah. You know, yes. you got to have your team. You just can't sit in an office and say, oh, I'm going on the MLS. I'm going to find you a house. And, you can't do that. I have over yeah. a thousand emails in my inbox and it's not necessarily all clients, but it's industry stuff also. You know, you got, I mean, we read, tell her, we read so much. It, it, like I will say brain this. Freeze. Yeah, definitely. What she said in the beginning is like-minded people. I yeah. connect and, and thanks to Marsha, like we, I do a lot of networking events. I meet a lot of people and you mm -hmm. want to make sure that the, the, the agents that you meet and the people that you work with Mm -hmm. have the same mindset, mm -hmm. have the same work ethic as you, because mm -hmm. if you're going to make a referral, you want to make sure that your clients and your friends and your the people that you're referring mm -hmm. the business to will be treated the way that you would treat them. Right. So you definitely have to make sure that you're working with like-minded people. Now mm -hmm. I happen to be fortunate that I work with Keller Williams. Mm -hmm. Keller Williams is giant. We're trying, mm -hmm. we do a lot of like, this is everything that's happening right now. We've done so much training and they've provided so much support. Yeah, that is amazing. I mean, Roxanne, if you want a couple of links, just free training, I'll let you know. I'll send you. Oh, links. we have ours. Trust me, Please we have see, the KB Core, KB Core. It every day. It's it's so. A lot of my yeah. business is a lot of relocations. I have clients mm -hmm. that are leaving New York, that are retiring. My husband's a New York City firefighter, so a mm -hmm. lot of the firefighters, police officers, when they're ready to retire, they're not staying in New York. They're going to North Carolina. They're going to Georgia. Yeah. Uh, recently, a lot of people are going to Vegas. Okay, South Arizona, is Texas, the Carolinas. South Carolina. So what I've done yeah. is that I've I've made connections with people that I trust in all over. I'm at, I have connections in Hawaii. My husband wants to move mm -hmm. to Hawaii, by the way. Marsha, <laughs> we may be having a place in Maui that you can visit. <laughs> okay, because he's stalking me. He's like, yeah, we need to buy a place in Maui. It's so far. I'm like, you know, but anyway, okay. So let's, let's stay on topic. So I have a question for you ladies. Um, something it came up because uh, of something Roxy said. Uh, it, Lisa says her bay wants Vegas. I, I hear it's the highest. Vegas, Vegas is is um, a lot of people are moving to Vegas. I'm telling the you, tax. Property, no, was it no sales tax? Yeah, super affordable, super affordable, mm -hmm. and, and no then you tax. get these amazing homes with yeah. pools and beautiful, and a tax incentive is just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So listen, if someone had or is thinking of 
investment, real, real estate investment, do you suggest that they become a licensed realtor? Because Roxy said something about the education in part. Sure. You don't have to be an investor. Go ahead, honey. Sorry. Yeah, I will say this. When I got my license 16 years ago, I think I, I was I was so young. And I did it because I was looking to buy investment properties. And I was like, you know what? Let me just get my license. But you don't need to be licensed to be an investor. Mm -mm. A lot of these investors out here are not. There's so many resources now that you don't really, you don't need to be um, a licensed exactly. realtor. You just have yeah. to have the right team in place. And that's just so important. So to be an investor, you have to have your contractor. You have to have your attorneys. You have to have your architect. You have to have your realtor. Someone that's looking for properties for you. And yeah. as long as you have your team in place, that's all that's necessary. You don't have to, but to understand the language. Cause I think a lot of people go yeah. into it and they get the license cause they think I'm not going to get beat. You know, I don't want to, you know, I want to be the one to make my own commission or whatever. In, in investing in real estate, you don't need to learn the language. You need to know the numbers. That's important. You need to know if the numbers work for you. Okay. We'll take a sip on that one. We all have a conversation. <laughs> where's yours? <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> all right, that'll do. <laughs> but the numbers Lisa, in any investment, you need to make sure that your numbers work. Well, you Lisa, said, Lisa said she knows her numbers because um, her husband or her bae says they won't tax his pension. And uh, it's, it's a good and clean weather out in Vegas. That's why they're thinking of it. I'm telling you, Vegas, I've, I've, I have a number of connections. If you're moving out to Vegas, call me, Lisa. Let me know because I have people in Vegas. We were in Vegas twice last year. Uh, you're One in Vegas. Me. Well, you're here's in Vegas. my question to Lisa. <laughs> Has she ever visited Vegas in the summertime? Child, you mm. know not to go there in the summertime. So <laughs> nothing ever visited because so, we know not to go. Okay. So before <laughs> you think of picking everything up and going, permanently go in the, the, the seasons mm -hmm. and but see listen, if it's something that you can really do. New York, huh? has, New York has the opposite effect, right? Our winters are used to be harsh. And Lisa says, yes, she's been there in the summertime. And I do recall seeing Lisa's timeline with a few Vegas trips, too. <laughs> Y'all just be getting up going out there. I love it. You, you know, know but that's how, that's how you see so where you can invest. Yeah. The, all the traveling that I'm doing is not just for, you know what? The, first of all, our country is big. There's a lot out there. But I also want to know where is the place to invest? Where can I buy properties? Where would I, you know, be, where would I move to? When my husband retires, he has actually has two years left on the oh, job. Geez. We're not going anywhere in two years. But when we decide our kids are old enough, are we going to stay in New York? Are we going to go somewhere else? You have to have an idea of the area that you're moving to if you're going to relocate somewhere. So all of the traveling mm -hmm. that we've done, it's really to get an idea of the landscape and how it is. Different seasons, well, Roxanne, things like that. Roxanne's a travel expert. She's a travel expert. She put me on to I what do. I'm, not fact, I'm not even supposed to be here right now, but um, that's a different story. <laughs> Where are you supposed to be, Roxanne? <laughs> I'm supposed to be in Guyana right now, getting ready for carnival. <laughs> Uh-oh. Roni, Roni gave you a whole new agenda. Blame it oh, on Oh, my you. God. But that's what uh -huh. I do. I'm an empty nester. I don't, I mean, my two boys are gone. I have the baby, but you know, but I have it at every four months. I'm on a plane. I'm going somewhere. At every place that I go, real estate is on the mind. I need to know what's going on. Um, I was and in you connect with people. Wait. When you travel, do you connect with huh? agents? When you travel, do you connect with oh, agents? Oh, God. 
definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. Wycott is Wycott is all over. You know, Wycott is a big company. So I connect with them, and not only that, you know, you you know, as we always have our business card, we always mm -hmm. have our hat on, you know. And I go to the new construction. So right now, um, Charleston, South Carolina, booming booming and they're saying that a lot of new yorkers are coming down there and they're taking up all the properties mm -hmm. because the thing about the south is that you don't have just the house you have the land to go with it well yeah. i heard you they know? call charleston and new york little new york because there's so many it, new, yorkers, the new yorkers are down there they're down there and they're buying them up for dirt cheap dirt dirt cheap you know they're building like crazy volvo was it volvo bmw and some some boeing massive constructions going on down there. They have warehouses all over the jobs are there. And the way how Charleston is set up, you're only a couple of hours away from Atlanta, a couple of hours from here, it's positioned perfect, you know? So Charleston is the big boom right now, the South. Charleston is going on. So, but that's what I do. When I travel, I travel, you know, overseas. I go to Thailand the last time, and I love Thailand. I would love to buy a piece of property there, get a condo or something like that. I, I, saw, know, I saw a video with a giant snake in Thailand and I was just like, I don't know. The giant <laughs> snake was giant. No, they're into the elephants and stuff like that. But I, I love Thailand. I love Thailand. Once again, so, it's Roxy. so economical to, to buy a piece of property there. And the expat point. community is large over there. To that point, Roxy, if you are someone like you that is an empty nester, and let me just tell you, Roxanne is a young empty nester, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Roxanne, really? Roxanne has set herself <laughs> up so that she could be this young and travel Aww. in four months here and there. Thank okay? you, baby. Thank so, you. Uh, just let the record show you are not one of those uh, empty nesters, <laughs> grandma. Right? Thank but you, love. Do you recommend people? purchase out like for vacation properties because you know one thing i don't do is a timeshare and uh, you know i'll go on a, on a on a little excursion to get a like a cheap room for a weekend just to, uh, to let them talk to me but i won't buy i have not purchased and i, I will not buy a timeshare should people think about timeshares and or should no, buy no, in where they like no timeshares no timeshares Nope, 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 nope. No, no. Well, well, let, 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 let me say this. Let me just say this. I've had I've had one for 20 years. I will I've say had that. one too. I've had one too. I, I am 40, 43. Oh, you're a baby. Remember. I'm 43. I've had one for 20 years. And mm -hmm. that timeshare has been the bomb. However, the industry for traveling has changed. You can find discounts online and the timeshares. And I don't like to be in the same place. Exactly. I'm be all over. Exactly. So, so I've but had timeshare. But my timeshare was was awesome, and we've been mm -hmm. all over. My kids, let me tell you, mm -hmm. my kids are telling me where they want to go because they've been <laughs> so spoiled with the timeshare. They're like, "Mom, yeah. this year I think we need to take two vacations. This is where we, they do their homework and they tell me where they want to go now, which mm -hmm. is a blessing. You know, I want right. that opportunity. However, right now, timeshares are not. The, don't don't buy a timeshare. I mean, I have one because it's been twenty years. And I bought yeah. it for nothing. I actually bought it in a foreclosure. Mm -hmm. So that's the investor in me. My timeshare was not bought like regular at, at one of those meetings. I went to a meeting. I was like, oh, that sounds great. And I went on the aftermarket and I bought one in foreclosure. And you can do that. But don't do that Penny. now. That was 20 yeah. years ago. Foreclosure yeah. timeshare. 
I've been hooked up. I've been to Hawaii 15 times. I've been to Aru all these different islands and mm -hmm. it's been great. But yeah. today, if you were no. to go to a timeshare meeting, do not do it. It's not because worth it. You can it. get a lot of discounts on, you know, Expedia yeah. and all those travelocities and all these different things. So yeah. it's, it's just don't, not worth it. Don't take, Lisa says no times, no times is on here, right? Uh, don't take, I, I haven't been in a very long time. I used to do it in my heyday. I would go get a timeshare so I could get a nice $60 weekend. Yeah, but those weekends are even whack. Those $60 weekend they, they give you, it's like not even worth it. Like the rooms are not even great. Because like you spend like four hours there, three, yeah. four hours. They, 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 they stalk you. They try to convince you. They, they reduce the price by a third. Right. You know, like it's ridiculous. And it's like, it's not even worth it. Lisa said, go, go yeah. for the bundle. Like Expedia, JetBlue, whatever. Vacations.com. Exactly. Go for the bundle. And you don't even have to do a bundle. You just have to. There are many, many sites out there that have discounts. Mm -hmm. Secretflying.com. I mean, there's a lot of, I have a list. There's <laughs> a lot of sites. Trust me, I have a list. I haven't a heard lot of secretflying.com. Secretflying. For example, secretflying.com. I was able to go to Puerto Rico, thank God I was able to go somewhere. Puerto Rico in January, when they were having all the earthquakes, whatever. Earthquake was in the southern part of the island. I was in San Juan and I paid $49 ranch. No, one way. It was one, way. one way. I think it was $49 Hold on. one way. Hold on. $49 one way, one way, ununited, nonstop. Okay. What is the secret? Trust me. And then I. And then I went on to VRBO, or you can go to Airbnb, and you get yourself a nice condo. So for, I was, and I was there for four days. So trust me, there are a lot of deals out there. Do not do um, timeshares investment-wise. It's, they're junk. You know, like the I said, I've had one. up every year. The maintenance yeah, goes the up. Fee, though, you get and you can't get rid of the fee. I've had one when my kids were growing up, thank God. And I didn't know, but I guess, thank you, Jesus, God was with me, that mine was only for a certain period of time. There are people oh, that have okay. this for life. Oh. You know, they can't get rid of them. But mine was only for, <laughs> I think, like 10 years, you know. So we had a two-bedroom. And like she said, we were going all over the place. So when you have young kids, it's it's it works, you know, because it's kind of like you rent in an apartment, you know, two-bedroom yeah. or three-bedroom apartment. You know, you save a lot of money. But thank God I was able to get rid of that and I don't have to deal with it. But you said the fees, the maintenance fees keep going up, you know, and it's it's not worth it. I will post those sites for you guys on this call before we finish. So people will see there are sites that you can go to and you will see all of these deals, deals. Okay. They're out there. They're out there because in the industry, they have to sell that space. Okay. It's just like with a cruise line, that mm -hmm. ship is going out full. You understand what I mean? So let's say 30 days prior to that ship leaving, those empty cabins are going to be sold out in the public at discounted rates. Mm -hmm. you, same thing with a plane. That plane has to go out full and those rates are going to come down and you're going to be able to get deals. Now I want to say something <laughs> real quick, Marcia. Yeah. Back to uh, real estate, though, I'm hearing a lot of the Airbnbs are taking a giant hit because of what's happening. They are. And a lot of people are. are selling their properties because, yes. you know, they were not able to afford it. And, you know, they had people coming in renting it. And now 
So those houses are going to, like Orlando. If you go to Orlando, all those houses near Disney and Universal, right? they're being sold. Like They're trying to get rid of it. A lot of these Airbnbs are being hit big time. Lisa, I would say then, to Lisa's point earlier, those markets are buyer's markets. Yeah. Those markets where there's Airbnb, possibly, possibly, but it depends. It kind of still depends. Yeah. It depends. Are you going to visit that property on a regular basis or are you just going to have it sitting there just for rental? If if that's the case, it's, it's not worth it. You got to look at the more, you got to look at the surroundings, what's going on. Like you said, Disney is taking a hit. Orlando, Kissimmee area, they're taking a hit because but they're gonna come Disney back. shut down until what, next know. year, I think? What? I yeah. think they shut down until next year, right? No Disney? way. I don't know. Or fall? Yeah, no, probably. no, wait Disney's minute. closed. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Disney's, Disney's closed. closed till 2022? That can't be real. No, she's right. It, I, I wasn't sure if it was until the end of the year or may, they may reopen, you know, no, but no, Disney no. is closed. So you think of all of those people that went into that area just for Disney, you know, and not only that, just based on what's going on. So if you find an investment property, you have to think also, am I going to visit on a regular basis? I knew someone that had a property in Aruba that they purchased, you know, for pennies on a dollar, but they never went. So I'm like, what was the purpose? It was I just love sitting Aruba. there. That's I, like our favorite place. I love Aruba. They, they love never Aruba. Went, you know, because they love Aruba. They, well, well, it was the airfare was too much. It was always an issue but then they had a property manager that was there. I'm like, okay, but you're wasting money. So you got to think about that. If you're going to buy a property that's not in your surrounding area, like within a drive or two, you know what I mean? Right. You got to right. think, how am I recouping that money that I put in? How am I recouping it? That's why when my husband talks about Maui, Maui is so far from New York. Like that trip to go to Maui, to Hawaii, that's like 12 no, hours in California that are going that's to a day. It's a, it's a day trip. But I'm talking about it's us. Like trip. he wants to be, cause he's thinking that we're <laughs> it's beautiful there, but he's thinking that we're going to be there a lot. And I'm like, dude, that thing is so far. Like, why don't we get something in the Virgin Islands where it's two, three hours? Why do we want to spend 12 hours traveling to the West coast to go to Hawaii where everything is just super expensive Yeah, to get food? Everything is like the price is doubled. Like, I'm just like, I'm rejecting Hawaii, like, straight time. Like, yeah, listen, ladies, we expensive. have another question. We have another question. <laughs> and also, um, wait, Roxy, one, we have real fast, question. real fast. Also, before, I'm sorry, before anyone think of purchasing, think of what's going on in that, in the country, in the area, what is going on. For example, I'm from Guyana, okay? What's going on in Guyana now? Exxon Mobil is what's going on in Guyana right now. We have 17 wells. Everyone is coming into Guyana and investing in Guyana. I have an Airbnb in Guyana, okay? It is always full, no problem. But that's what you need to think about. If you're going into investing, especially someplace that you're not really, you don't live there, you're not familiar with it, do your research and find out what is going on in that area that makes you want to purchase. Yeah, if if 12 months out of the year, I'm only going to be there for two weeks, where is the rest of the money coming from? You know what I mean? You have to be able to recoup what you put in plus have an extra on the side. (laughs) Right. So Jennifer asked, 
how do you get rid of a timeshare? She has many people looking to do so. And the only thing I could tell you, Jennifer, from my standpoint, there's a commercial that comes on the radio of a law firm. <laughs> Cause let me tell you, those contracts are ironclad. You cannot get out of a timeshare contract. But apparently, based on a commercial that I hear on the radio, there is a way to do so that this only this law firm or this guy knows how to do so. So he is helping people do so. And I don't remember it or anything like that, yeah. but I hear it on the radio. I don't remember. It's like timeshare release or something like that. I've heard yeah. it. I've, I called one company once and uh, they just seemed so shady. I was like, I'm, I'll keep my time. Cause I still travel. I still use it. I still travel. So like, I'm not in a, in a hurry and I still get really great deals. Yeah. Like we were supposed to be in St. Martin last week for a spring break at a really beautiful resort, three bedroom suite, three bedrooms, three bathrooms. It was amazing. We were so excited. I literally had to cancel it last minute because I was like, this coronavirus is not going to last. So I was praying that we we're going to be, but it didn't happen. So yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, she knows the commercial I'm talking about. Well, honey, sit in the car because <laughs> I don't listen to the radio. Here. I listen to it in the car. Sit in the car and try to. And get you'll the hear it. Number because it comes on all the time, and and when I hear it, I always think to myself, "Is this guy a scam?" On top of the timeshare scam, he's now trying to scam people to help them out of their timeshares. Well, there's like one that says money back guarantee, but I don't know. I don't know. So just listen, call them, ask questions. That's the, the bottom line is that if you're looking to someone to get rid of your timeshare, buy your property, you need to ask questions and see, you know, what the deal is. Do yeah. your due diligence. Don't just expect them to just do everything and you don't do your part. When I work with mm -hmm. my our clients, back kind of getting back to the real estate, I want them to really be a part of the process because I want them to own the process. I want them to right. feel empowered. Right. I want them to want to do it again. One of the things my, I have, I've said founding owner of, of legacy team and legacy group properties. And I use the word legacy because real estate is one of those things where you can build a legacy for your family. And so I own properties, my husband, we own properties. And my kids know that like, they never talk about renting. They talk about buying properties because that's the kind of mindset that I want my children to have. I want them to be owners, owners of business, owners of properties and things like that. Absolutely. But it's also important for you to, as realtors, to empower your clients to really understand the process. So whatever they're doing, you want to know how the process works and be involved in it because this is your legacy. This is your investment, you know, and you really want to be a part of it and understand it. I don't want to hear like, oh, I didn't know because my realtor didn't tell them. Ask mm -hmm. questions, be a part of the process, be present so that you really own the entire process. You know what you're doing. And I, and, I, and it's important for me because I want you to do it again. You know, you buy your first property, then I want you to go ahead and look to see if you can buy an investment property where you're getting cash flow, positive cash flow every month. And I want you to look at possible investment opportunities. Someone can come to you and say, hey, listen, I can't afford this brownstone in Brooklyn and I need to get rid of it fast. If that's a great opportunity, I want you to be able to identify it and realize that and say, you know what, let me see what I can do. And that's how I try to empower our clients. And get against investors you brought up brownstone in brooklyn and that that brownstone in brooklyn thing is heavily uh, um hit by investors that are undercutting because they have i don't know what the hell they have they say but, they have all cash but you can find a hard money lender 
that can give you cash and that can make the property get you the purchase quickly. But the interest rates are a little. So if you if you own the process and you understand how the hard money world works, then if someone says I need to sell this property in a month or two weeks, you know what to do. You know the numbers, you know the math, you know whether or not it's worth it. So these investors, they say I have all cash, but a lot of times they're not. A lot of the times they're using people that's giving them money and they're leveraging other relationships and stuff like that. And you need to learn to do the same as an investor. My goal for my clients, a lot of my clients become, first my clients become first time home buyers and then they become investors. A lot of my clients, they house hack. So the first property is a multifamily. And then they move down after they do a FHA, multifamily, two, three family. Then the next year uh-huh. they buy a two family. The next year they buy one family. Now they have three properties. So if you didn't hear that, she said house hack. And house what hack. house hack means uh-huh. is that you buy a multifamily dwelling, you live in it while collecting rent and it's uh-huh. helping you with your mortgage. Uh-huh. And then after a year with FHA, like if you do the 3.5% down after one year, you're able to buy another property if you're downsizing. So let's say their first property is four families. Then your second property after one year is a three family. Then your third property is a two family. And then your last property is a one family for you and everyone. Listen, Madeline, we, we, we went over time, but I'm so thankful for this conversation between uh, uh, the three of us that I'm so, I didn't cut it off, but we're going to bring you guys back so we can have another conversation because I really want to talk about the house hacking and how to teach people to buy homes where they are hacking. Yes. Especially in this upcoming market that we're about to go into. Right. So and there's a lot of opportunities, even though it's not quite a buyer's market, there's still going to be opportunities. So all of the people that are looking for like these furloughs and and looking, they, they're not able to pay. Mm-hmm. their mortgage there's mm-hmm. a lot of people filing for unemployment right now guys yeah. and it's a little scary and we don't know if these people are going to get their jobs back or not yeah so if yeah. people are filing this i think today i heard 30 million people filed mm-hmm. for unemployment that's a large number it's a lot so now if these houses a lot these mortgages are not being paid six months a year from now they're going to be on a foreclosure line okay yep. So yeah. there may, there will be opportunities later on. It's not going to be quick because you know how it is in New York. New York, it takes a long time. You can somebody can be in your house for two years and not pay anything, and you know they can't. Hey, be, but it'll take a little that. time. But you, for, but the, the key thing is for you to be ready when the opportunity arises. That's key. So if you're not saving money, if you're not making your connections, if you're not finding that realtor, <laughs> that lender, that attorney that's going to look out for you, building your team, when that opportunity arises. You're going to be looking for these people and you won't, you'll miss out because someone right. who already has their team in place right. will be able to jump on it because they're, they're straight. Right. So listen, before yeah. we close out and before I let you guys um, just tell the people where they could get uh, in touch with you, Jennifer says that she owns a single property in New Jersey and have been interested in purchasing an investment property, but she's a bit nervous and she wants to ask what advice do you have for me? Well, Jen, honey. <laughs> I will put my information and we will talk. <laughs> we will have to connect you. We will talk. We will talk. Let me, uh, wait a minute. Oh my God. Wait a minute. I'm going, I'm going to type my information here. I want you to um, Instagram and our Bailey. Uh, you first, Roxy. Roxy, you just, just 
tell tell the folks where you can get you. So Jennifer, so you know, Roxanne is a licensed realtor in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. So she can help you exactly in your market. And Yadalyn is, <laughs> Jennifer, I, this is our second week at um, Friday cocktails and conversations together. Hi, Jen. I, I, you were here last week with Yadalyn. And she's just she just cracks up all the time. Oh, Natalie, <laughs> Natalie, you stayed with us. Woohoo! Thank you so much. This was fantastic. I want to learn more about house hacking as well. Thank you so much, ladies. No, thank you for staying with us this time. Um, again, uh, Yadalyn, please tell us where we can find you. So I'm on Instagram. I I, I do a lot on Instagram at Yadlin. Y a d l y n d, and on Facebook. It's Yadlin Cherubin. I think it might be Cherubin Ada, licensed realtor. It but is. But I put it in the uh, in the comments. So put it in the comments. Follow me. Follow me. I, I usually put a lot of property information, a lot of just basic information for you to know. And if you ever have any questions, get, reach out to me. My telephone number is on all of my con my pages, and you can reach out. I'm an open book. So call me, text me. It's always important for you to just reach out and just ask questions. Absolutely. Ask, ask, ask. There's no such thing as an unimportant, I don't like to word the S word, but unimportant question. Every question is important and is in, um, in information that you need to learn. Joshua is going to DJ. Out. DJ Joshua is going to get down on this Friday. Uh -huh. We want uh -oh. to get uh -oh. hey. <laughs> Yadalyn, type your website. Oh, type oh your yes. Website. Everything is in. Everything is in there. Look at you guys can reach me. Instagram and Facebook. DJ Josh. <laughs> for joining us this week on the Her Sweet Spot Experience. Make sure to visit our website, www.hersweetspot.com. That's her, S-U-I-T-E, spot.com, where you can become a member of our growing community and get great content for your life and business. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. We are your strategic partners to grow your business.